0: Elba, Texas. Texas, whoa.
1: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Discover Texas. We're coming to you live from the uh, very intimate studios of Martindale, and uh, I'm very excited to have some live performance music for you today. Uh, it is a songwriter who, I guess via Kansas, got to Texas, and uh, I wanted to let you know that you are going to be seeing some live music from Melissa Engelman, and she is on... The internet, I swear, like Linktree, you could go and find like all sorts of stuff about her, music online. It's a great record she's working on, and we're going to talk about that. But she does have some things with strings on them, and uh, <laughs> we're probably going to be able to uh, convince her to play something. I see you have a uh, nice guitar. What kind of guitar do you use?
2: Um, this one is a, This is two, one of my two acoustic electrics, but this one's called a OMB, and it's actually a, like a... Uh, crowdfunding guitar this thing they did a one-man band so there's also like a pedal that goes along with us where you can create other instruments yeah. um so that if you're doing like solo gigs it's like long solo gigs yeah. it's less boring <laughs> oh, right.
1: i uh i was a big fan of keller williams for a hot minute so all that looping and stuff was yeah. definitely familiar but uh so what song does that guitar want to sing for us today to start us off with
2: okay i'm gonna start with um say goodbye
0: <laughs> Darling
1: Wow. That's some touching stuff. Thank you. Like uh I was uh we, we briefly talked about how it like to do this in front of people every time bearing your soul and like what made you decide that out of being I think it's fair and of course correct me if I'm wrong we all every musician I know started as a fan so mm-hmm. you hear something and it compels you to maybe create or what flipped the switch for you and when did that happen that you were like I'm going to write some songs I'm going to play um,
2: I, f- I feel like uh, music and writing is just like uh, the most honest part of me and I and I feel like it's something that I've really fought to kind of like quiet <laughs> um, for a lot of my life um, but I've written songs since I was a really little kid um, and and I never thought it was something that I could actually do because I was really painfully shy growing Mm up. Um, I mean, it really took uh, me going to – I studied theater in college Mm -hmm. because I thought it was, like, the hardest thing that I could do.
0: Um,
2: And and if I hadn't done that, like, I definitely wouldn't be playing music for people because I – couldn't i mean i was really like i did math contests <laughs> like that's the kind of kid i was <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um
1: did so. you feel the fear of uh, public speaking being seen all of those things like what was behind it did you ever- um
2: it's weird because i really wanted to sing for people mm-hmm. but being there oh uh, it would make me cry i mean i i would eat, i was in choir and stuff when i was a kid and um we even went to some I was a part of like one of those like UIL competitions mm-hmm. and I got so nervous I just started crying wow. and left the room.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
2: Sure. <laughs> um so I feel like it's something that I think about where I'm like afraid of something tangible that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bodily thing that i really have to like work on yeah absolutely i hope that made sense absolutely
1: (laughs) no that's awesome that's awesome that's exactly makes sense because it was real so yeah i um (laughs) thinking back, you know, about that question as I ask it to you and kind of, you know, seeing you think through the process, I I was thinking of my own, like I had did television. I could talk to a camera all day long and it was cool and I could whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, really early on when the show started taking off, I was asked to speak to a room full of uh, uh, freshman high school people and about what what are they doing with their life next and it was geared towards production and they wanted like the lower level access guy (laughs) they wanted a musician they had rick trevino and uh they wanted a big mtv producer and is some guy that did one of the nirvana videos or whatever you know i didn't know what to say and i was like all right let's go and i was scared to death of people looking at me while i spoke and so um i wasn't first to speak they The guys, you know, had their rounds. I was third in line. And uh, essentially, the way the kids, you know, like spoke to them was uh, very formal. And like, it just kind of seemed like um, they were being taught or whatever, you know. And uh, when, when they asked me something, I just spoke to them like, a friend you know and yeah. to me I could see in their eyes that the response they gave was different so it turned around for me and that turned into when I went oh this is gonna be okay right you know? yeah. so I hope that when you're getting the love that I know I've, I think a couple of us have given you in um, person that you feel that you know yeah, so yeah it's
2: for sure it's, I, it's definitely I know that it's not a rational like because it's something mm-hmm. I still I still work on my my dad teases me that I have like some other Melissa that comes out because he's like <sighs> I can't ever tell that you're nervous you know <laughs> but I think I've just gotten good at like not looking nervous <laughs>
1: that's that's not to say that parents are welcome at every show I've been and I know
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no parents allowed <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it was kind of like everyone at the Hole in the Wall was uh, telling stories they were scared to tell in front of their parents at the gig, and that was a kind of a nice vibe that carried through with uh, <laughs> Heather Bishop, yourself, and Bear Ryan. Yes. Um, that's a classic venue to play. Have your your time in Austin, have you had your fair chance, to, I mean, I know when you're not playing the Long Center, <laughs> to play other smaller venues in town?
2: <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the Long Center. <laughs> um <laughs> I I played it, actually played at the Hole in the Wall for two years of Saturdays.
1: Oh, wow, that's awesome!
2: Um, and it was a good you know really good learning experience. And it's kind of weird the pandemic. I feel like has done something to my memory mm. <laughs> because I know that there was a time before that I played like all over town. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like I tried hard for a while just to play as many shows as I could. You know, yeah. so. Um, but the pandemic makes that feel like really far away it <laughs> right <really does>. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: always trying to, because at, at, uh, I'm really horrible with time in general. I'm mm-hmm. like, that was last week or last year. And uh, <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> I try to use the pandemic as a reference. You know, right. as well, so <laughs> It helps. Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So you uh, had a, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, what's maybe some of the oldest stuff you still remember. And I don't know if that goes beyond this 2010 thing you recorded in California. You want oh,
2: to- I actually moved to Austin and, um, um, I moved to Austin in two thousand and one.
1: Yeah. Wow. So um, that was in the middle of when you got here till now. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: Cool. And um, I didn't really uh, start like trying to play out a lot until maybe like I don't know fourteen years ago mm-hmm. was when I was just like okay I'm gonna do this you know. Yeah. Um, so it took me a while to kind of a late bloomer <laughs> with <laughs> with music so it took me a while to get like the confidence and get over like the I think being able to like email places helped me a lot you oh, know yeah, cuz I was cool. not the guy to just like Walk in and rolling with
1: your guitar, and I'd, I'd be like,
2: like you. I, I should play here. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how well that works. You'd be
2: surprised. Yeah.
1: What uh, What's this at the hotel cafe? I don't think I'm familiar with. I see on your website. Uh,
2: oh, I um, was lucky enough to play a like a songwriter showcase at the hotel cafe, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really. My impression for some reason was that it was like an open mic. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was going to be me and a thousand thousand of my best songwriting friends and we might get to play a song, (laughs) you know, is what I thought it was. But it was um, me and maybe like four other songwriters Mm. and we each got, you know, a 20, 30 minute set. Nice. Um, I can't remember why I had that impression. I don't know. I can't remember if I was tricked. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> um, but once I knew what was happening, um, I the, at the hotel cafe at that time, they will record your set for $40. Wow. Um, and I didn't have enough money, and their uh, cash machine was broken, so they did it for 20
1: Oh, God. That's, <laughs> and that's 20 20- Twenty ten dollars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell at the hotel cafe secrets That's like right. that. But, but um, oh. I just decided to um, make you know because I didn't have any like recorded, you know, really like recorded music at all, mm-hmm. and so I just made that and used that as my album to like give away or you know, or sell for a long time. <laughs> That's cool.
1: I'd love you to play another number for us, and uh, right. anything that you feel is fine.
2: Um, This song is called Waiting For You, and it is the single that I actually finished for my album um, before the pandemic. Um, So it's actually out in the world with a whole band behind it, and that's very exciting for me. (laughs)
0: I'm waiting for you.
1: That song's a hit. Thank if you, you didn't know, that's uh, yeah, I mean I, I know it's out, that. but that's Thank a hit. You. That's absolutely It awesome.
2: actually has a lot of plays on Spotify.
1: That's beautiful.
2: I mean I not only get three cents from that, but
1: I you know, and <laughs> so since we're there, uh people lose their mind over it and being that my art is not dependent on me gaining money it's nice when people do and that's part of it but uh, i don't i don't need to buy new strings i don't you know all that so um is that a concern it seems that Obviously, emotionally wise, you're happy you're getting that Spotify play, which is my beliefs. Like I, I'm sorry that it's Spotify. I get it. You know? <laughs> right. um it, Oddly enough, it should be Napster of all things that pay the artist the most now. Yeah, that's the weirdest. That thing. is very so,
0: weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, what's your take on all that? Do you have any concern with uh, the digital representation of uh, how people should get? I mean, there's Bandcamp Friday where you profit the most. I'm guessing.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got. Uh, Bandcamp Friday is nice because they waive their revenue share.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so that's a nice thing that they do. And I, and it, it's not that I don't think, uh, you know, Bandcamp is obviously like doing all the work of maintaining a website and paying all of those people. Right. So like they certainly should take, should take a portion of the money. Um, but I feel like Spotify, I mean, I don't know, I guess there's ways that it can like change your life. Um, And it feels like it's one of those weird things where it's like, well, I feel like I should be worried about having plays on Spotify.
0: Mm. (laughs)
2: But really, like, it's more satisfying to play for people Mm -hmm. and, like, them buy my CD or something or, you know, or or a tip or a T-shirt or something. Absolutely. Like, that's more... um, gratifying to me because uh i feel more connected to those people
1: and that's that's the 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 game i play in right there so i'm not faulting folks that are in the other game where it's about filling the bank account and that doesn't discount the passion they put into it mind you but Mm -hmm. there's other ways there's a lot of people making um a lot of money off samples of their tunes on tiktok
0: yeah
1: and that's crazy who'd have thunk you know so (laughs) that's that's a whole new thing i try to keep my eyes open to all of it but as a this end consumer, I'm concerned about. Does that sound good?
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. So
1: that's my concern. So
2: I actually don't even. I don't use. I don't listen to music on Spotify no? at all. Oh. Yeah.
1: Honestly, when I'm you know uh, not. I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm listening to NPR.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> so actually, yeah, or murder podcasts. I listen to a lot of murder. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
1: <laughs> this track is from what sounds like started out as love death in mexico yeah yes and um tell me is that evolving what's going on with that
2: okay so the the, the entire plan for love death in mexico is that it's going to be like a three-part album so there's going to be um like, each one is going to kind of be its own album, like Love, Death, and Mexico. So it'll be three separate ones. And the one that I'm that that is in the process of being mixed right now, or mastered, I'm sorry, is, um, is Love. And so that one's, all of the songs on that are kind of, like, geared toward that theme.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and it's because, like, for five, five or six years of my life, it was, like, everyone was, like, I lost a lot of people. Like, people died a lot. <laughs> um, and I had my heart broken and um and then i was living uh 50 miles from the border (laughs) i was uh so that's all those um themes are what are working into the album and i still don't have a release date yet for um the love part but it is being mastered
1: (laughs) that's beautiful i you know and your shirt um you have mugs as well?
2: I do have mugs. I
1: have a lot of mugs if you need any mugs. No,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mug problem. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hello, my name is David. I have a mug yeah. problem.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed. But uh, So w- what's behind this art?
2: Um, well, I have a good friend from high school that's an incredible artist. His name is John Madai. Um, and I've always loved his art, like since we were like 15. mm mm-hmm. um, And I asked him if he wanted to um, help me with the art for this album. Um, And I had told him kind of um, uh, the themes I was thinking about that also sort of went along with the, they're also incorporated in the video that I have for Waiting for You. Mm -hmm. Um, But I told him like, it's all kind of like, I don't know. My vibe is like ha- haunting alt-country, so I kind of wanted like cowgirl kind of stuff, but um, I feel like most of it was motivated just because I like his art. <laughs> but, but he did this uh, rendition of, uh, he did his few renditions, but that's one of them, of Slew Foot Sioux who is like Pegas Bill's mm-hmm. uh, love interest. Mm-hmm. And when he first met her, she was riding a catfish down the river.
0: There you
1: go. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> so
2: that's what that is. <laughs> your,
1: your video for that track is breathtaking. It's so amazing.
2: Thank you. That I actually ordered that from a lady on Fiverr. She's wow. incredible.
1: <laughs> she deserves at least a tenor.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, t- I just told her, like, you know, lyrics in it that were important to me, that there was a visual that went along with it. Mm-hmm. And... um just told her, like, the themes, like I did with John, with that, you know, with Mm -hmm. that, and that's what she came up with.
1: Amazing. This amazing. Is amazing. Yeah. Cool. Well, I would love to hear some more music. I bet you know a song. I do, I do know. Songs. <laughs> awesome. Thank <laughs> you. It's uh if y'all are just watching, Melissa Engelman is joining us in Martindale at the Discover Texas Studios. It's a little drive and she uh, she made it with pride. I think she <laughs> missed maybe one turn, but I didn't yeah. say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're actually not too far from me. It's only took me twenty minutes, so it wasn't too bad. Um this song um is called In the Quiet. And it's kind of about, like, getting other people's um, voices out of your head about what they think about you. I, it actually, um, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not at all like Tori Amos, but I always think of a line of hers in one of her songs where she says, um, yes, I know what you think of me, you never shut up.
0: i the hall.
1: A, a super touchy one for sure at least I, I'll tell you out here that's uh that's a, I'm hearing it so yeah so um what's are you in the process of as most musicians I know consistently writing you know you're here trying to still get these uh these three efforts out in the album is that consisting of unwritten material at this point
2: um I have a lot of like uh snippets like and some that are like almost you know, like, pretty full songs. Um, I have a hard time, like... I have, like, an emotional threshold where, like, there's a certain amount of bad that can be happening where I will still write. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But then once it's, like, past that threshold, I kind of, like, don't mm-hmm. I, and can't. Yeah. Um, and I'm just sort of, like, coming out of that where I feel like I can start writing again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, we were talking earlier about, like, getting up in front of people and th- that kind of thing, like... Um, Like, I feel like music and, like, the way that I am in songs is, like, how I am as a person. And it's hard to be that way with people all the time, like, in everyday life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just really, uh, you know, directly connected to me, like, in my deepest emotions. (laughs) And I feel like it's hard. Like, I'm not good at small talk. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling like uh, I'm finally getting to where, like, I can sort of deal you know deal better with things and start writing again
1: that's awesome it's uh you know so many people coming out of pandemic have either gone one way or the other you know and it's either kind of sprouted all sorts of new branches, or uh, well, actually, in the cases of some, they've recreated everything that they mm-hmm. were. Yeah, and, uh, like Bear, she's yeah, she's who came to mind. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, you know, you got to make you got to make the best of what we got, I guess, and, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the case. So, right, yeah. right.
2: What was that? A uh, um, Carrie Fisher said to take your broken heart and turn it into art.
1: That's great. God, so, I love Carrie Fisher. That's,
2: where, that's the phase we're in. Yeah, that's what it is. Let's make something good out of this. I love it.
1: I love it. Um, so if you uh, have some more guitar stuff in mind, I would love for you to do it. But if you have one off the top of your head or want to think about um, a cover that means anything to you.
2: Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, uh, this song is uh, Hank Williams Sr. Um, I When my stepdad passed away. Um, he really liked Hank Williams, and I put together um, a lot of the music for his, like, for his service mm-hmm. and for like a little video that went with his service. And I listened to like this fifty-song <laughs> compilation of Hank Williams <laughs> for a while. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, but I, so this is a song that I cover, and I always think of my stepdad. Um, It's also very uplifting, like all the other things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Yeah. was pretty awesome right there i am a big fan of uh well i'll I'll be honest and say all the three uh hanks that i've been exposed to i'm Mm. I'm a fan of on some level junior takes more of the comedic end (laughs) as far as things i might appreciate from him yeah not music (laughs) but he's definitely made me smile (laughs) the pain that man uh, hank senior was able to um convey with Mm -hmm. those stories uh there was nobody that could do that yeah he he was untouched you know Mm -hmm. and uh his son plays a pretty good tribute to him and then he does all this hardcore punk stuff you probably heard hank three somewhere along the lines i guess and uh i don't know people seem to still be hungry for it um
0: yeah
1: did you have the uh support since you had spoken you know like writing from such a young age and just being natural for you to convey your emotions you know was there any support for you as a you know s- performer musician songwriter growing up um, really young
2: I kind of like hid it away from everybody for sure. a long long time um, I used to like, and even like in high school I still made me people turn around <laughs> and not look at me yeah. when I sang to them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so as far as, like, when I really did, like, both of my parents are super supportive of music. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom has always been the one that, like, wanted me to sing in front of people, but I wouldn't do it, you yeah. know? Um so
1: that's awesome yeah
2: they're yeah. both like really supportive
1: yeah <laughs> that's great that's yeah. great i've always been surrounded by music with the the desire to play but every time i'd, I'd buy something i'd end up giving it to my kid because i just got tired of sounding like hell oh,
0: no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this thing i can't i can't do that i can't do that so i i definitely put some work into it but i my passion's within the production so i just went with that yeah know, so yeah. um as far as performers in austin i know i recently saw you with heather and Bear ryan mm-hmm. who uh, who do you consider your tribe do you have some people you like to play with maybe go see
2: um recently i there aren't people that i know very well and i've just recently like started going to shows again mm-hmm. um Uh (laughs) there used to be and i honestly don't know if they're still doing anything because i'm not really in touch very much anymore but when i was early in my part in austin there was a thing called the annie street art collective and um those were just like a really group a wonderful group of like artists and musicians that had like house shows and you know those kinds of things um uh ron scott is one of my friends that's a really talented songwriter um and more recently people that I didn't know um I saw some people at the BMI showcase at mm. um at Saxon Saxon pub Sure. But man I just uh, and I I am excited about playing shows with Heather and Bear and Halliana because I feel like it's the first time that um Not that I I have lady musician friends, but it's the first time that we've, like, coordinated Mm -hmm. to, like, do something like that. So I'm very excited about that. Like, it feels exciting and good. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: And this was entirely a setup for, um, I had been discussing, you know, in my own life how I feel like there's somewhat of a shortage in venues to support singer-songwriters. But the more I thought of it, a few kept popping through, I feel like, some of the better shows I've been to are house shows. Yeah. But we still have some great venues, whether it be Saxon, who support, you know, songwriters. And there's a way to get in the door, you know. It's, it's as it is a classic venue, I'm sure not the easiest place to get into. But um Cherrywood Coffee House is out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of places. But I guess my focus was there used to be places built into the fabric of austin music you know sixth street all of that area whether it was chicago house or you know you go a little further south and you momos or all these old venues that kind of um that was their that was their fabric that's what they did you know and now it's kind of like there might be a night or there's going to be the early show and then i think the only truly that i've seen uh backing singer songwriters or house shows am i missing anything number one you've got some secrets where i can see some of this <laughs> or um how do you feel about that that uh, network or support as a singer songwriter
2: well i mean i've been i was in austin long enough to really feel the like not only see the change but feel the change of the vibe mm-hmm. and when i first got to austin um i felt like we were always going to each other's shows all the time mm-hmm. like uh and that's just what we did, like, you know, um, but it, it's gotten to where, um, it's such a struggle for musicians to afford to be in Austin that everyone is hustling so hard that you don't have the luxury of like really supporting your friends in that way all the time. Um, and so it became where it's like, well, like, this is my good friend and I'd love to see her, but I have like three jobs and, you know, uh, so the uh, it's all like I feel like it's all connected, you know. And then the venues, like all their stuff, is getting more expensive. So like and if, shut down and shut down. Um, and so like if you, I feel like they don't have as much room to like provide a space for people to grow, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's very focused on like, are we going to be open? Yeah. Like, will we still be able to afford to be open? Absolutely. <laughs> you know. So I feel like it's all intertwined, like. Um, to the money, <laughs> sure. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, and I do feel like house shows are a great, you know. Um, I can't think of any other besides maybe the Cactus Cafe is a songwriting, good songwriting space. Um, but I can't think of any and I uh, any other spaces that you didn't mention. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, The cactus has definitely kind of been the background for a lot of folks that have um, already made their bed, in my opinion. You know, like, you gotta be somebody to get in there, is normally what I see. But, um, having even said that, if you weren't, I can't remember the last time I saw a promotion for a cactus cafe show. Oh, wow. So, I'm surprised that you see, you know, I've been by there recently, and I know it's not gone. I'm a little shocked to, like,
0: know
1: that they're doing shows so i'm interested yeah they yeah.
2: still have they still have open mic there um there's a guy named jake Farr that hosts the open mic okay um i think it's like a i think it's a one song like lottery mm, situation
0: gotcha.
2: um and um uh one of my friends nicole um she's hosted a nancy griffith night there oh nice um let this last year um so i know you know it's still happening like sure. um yeah, and like I said, I, or maybe I didn't say it, mm-hmm. but I haven't really been trying to book very much. Like I've just been um, kind of just taking what's offered um, s-
0: lately. Yeah. Um, so
2: I don't really know the the climate of uh-huh. trying to get booked right now. Right no, no, okay. <laughs> on,
1: and that's that's a good position to be in because that would just give you know it's another thing to worry about in this town. That's for yeah. sure. So I think one of the the memories I had of uh, of cactus specifically was um spot a local engineer who unfortunately passed away last week yes, and uh, I, I, I think about him when i hear cactus cafe too yeah. so um all those old stories but uh i think the music is about time to start talking you have something you like to play for us
2: yeah i'm gonna switch to ukulele yeah
1: please do switching with uh instrumentation and going into the ukulele is uh, the guitar in the uke something that you have played you know, through these years that you mentioned being young and writing, or did one day you switch and add the other? how did that
2: your um, music style change? well, I got it um I got a guitar when I was like thirteen um but it took me like i don't know maybe like another five years to start writing music to my own songs um with it mm-hmm. um and then ukulele i i I took myself. Um, on a trip to Hawaii after a breakup, um, and I went to this uh, ukulele concert at um, a ho- at the Ritz Carlton, which is I was not staying there, um, but I did have their expensive appetizers and drinks. Nice. So you,
1: you were staying there. <laughs>
2: yeah, I visited, and I. Um, Anyway, I had I didn't really know too much about ukulele. You know, um, and I'd always kind of thought of it as like this silly little instrument, you know? But I went to this ukulele show and those guys like shredded on ukulele and it was just like the most badass thing. <laughs> I, I mean, agree. I couldn't I couldn't believe it, you know, and I was like, "Oh man, like I've been such a shithead about
0: ukulele." <laughs> That's <I> love it. <laughs>
2: um so I got a ukulele and not that I'm like shredding on it, but I think it Um, for one thing I like it because I have small hands Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it it goes with my voice (laughs) matches my voice
1: (laughs) it it is great so yeah I'm anxious to hear it thanks for uh, coming out and doing this
2: yeah Yeah. Um, this is a little um, sad sounding pep talk song on ukulele I kind of wrote it for myself but also for my friends it was kind of inspired by um, you know some friends having a hard time But I think these are things that we all need to hear
0: sometimes. Those things you've been telling yourself when you're not sleeping.
1: Uh, I think that is a very complimentary sound for your voice Thank that you, you. that's a beautiful beautiful song as well Thank and uh, I did have a friend when you were talking about Hawaii that uh, that went there and I'll just say don't meet Don Ho
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's a very lonely man <laughs> Oh, that was a scary trip for her, but God bless she pulled through. But yeah, Hawaii, you know, um, definitely unique to that sound. And um, I think that the uke, though, has been so much more expressive than some of the typical things that it gets into as a uh, Hawaiian instrument,
2: you know. Yeah. So
1: it's it's got. I
2: also thought of that, uh, what, that Tiny Tim guy? Oh, yeah. Like, those were all my impressions of ukulele, you know, Mm -hmm. like not like weird. um, I don't know. Sideshow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the first ukulele that someone gave me um, was like, um, wouldn't stay in tune all the time mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, this thing is stupid.
1: That one yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I
2: actually have a, um, I also have a little, uh, Gretch made these um, banjoleles in the 30s.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Um. So it's like a little, it's got the neck of a ukulele, but it has a little body. It, body of a banjo it's per-
1: more percussive i'm guessing huh?
2: yeah it, you can you can you can percuss it i guess yeah um it, um Though when I tried to play it at a show, I was like, You're dead to me. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I think it's just because I didn't know how to mic it properly, oh, but it God. sounded bad. It blank. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, Okay, so we just got to make it through this song. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
1: and the people in the front row were hair was pulled back. Right? Yeah,
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. It did not sound good.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I would love to hear some more um, music on that, Uke. It sounds great if you have anything for us. Yeah. Good.
2: I also think, it and it's kind of a happy sounding instrument, but I think it sounds kind of lonely too, which is, I, I like. Um, this is, a uh, about, uh, I spent uh, like five years living, um, close to the Mexican border. Um, and it was, I just, uh, I mean, I guess it sounds kind of bratty, but I just didn't fit in in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and I felt uh, very alone there, <laughs> um.
1: I think officially at this venture, we've had some love, some death, and some Mexico, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I, I, you know, I don't can say I've never officially been to Mexico. As a child, I had some dear friends go who uh, promised me they'd bring me tequila and a switchblade, and I was taken care of. (laughs) Okay. I I, I almost feel like I went. (laughs) But uh, after the mystery uh, capturing of four... US citizens last week. I'm a little uh that's at the back of the, the tour book for me. So
0: Yeah.
1: Um that was a, a great representation of how you described, you know, your situation there and uh, I love that song. That's really cool.
0: Thank you. Absolutely.
1: I appreciate it. Uh as far as the uh, order, is it as it sounds? You did you say you were going with the love portion first where we hear death and then Mexico? Yes. And,
2: yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of songs about um uh you know I've been working on songs about my stepdad and, um, you know, just just for a while there. I mean, I, I think that it happens in families, you know, where
0: mm-hmm. it
2: was my dad's side of the family for a while and then it was my mom's side of the family, so it was just, like, a lot of, you know, mortality <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, And he was a really special, nice person, you know, so... Yeah. Anyway, I want to honor
1: him. That's awesome. That is beautiful. I, uh, I I get that. Like, I think at some point in our life, it just starts turning into how many of us are still here and our place in line keeps coming up. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been surrounded my life, you know, and uh, I, it's something that we all have to be, you know, at peace with at some point. But that's the hardest thing I think we'll all deal with in life, huh? Yeah. Either our own loss or the loss of someone you love. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, nothing worse. So
2: My dad and I... um our, boat, our can get very silly together, and we have, uh, and our we lean towards silly when it's when things are hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we were we would joke for a while because it seemed like every time we went to visit my grandma, like someone would pass away. And then we were, then we were like, are we the harbingers of death? <laughs> like, should we not? <laughs> like, maybe we shouldn't go together anymore. Right. Like, I don't know. It just was a.
1: You show up at grandma's and everybody's like, oh,
2: damn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, And we actually, we were there one time, and um, um, I hope my grandma doesn't get mad at me for saying this. Um, we were there one time, and someone, in our family, um, got was sick. While well, we got very sick while we were there and I told my dad I was like we gotta get out of town like <laughs> I feel like it's us like we need to leave <laughs> it's not a good record <laughs> no it's a very bad record
0: <laughs> oh
1: man I love it that, that that's you'll win a room with that one so uh, <laughs> I understand you have no trouble winning the room especially uh, strangers profession their love for you
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
2: I don't know if that guy was he I feel like maybe he could have fallen in love with anybody that day. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: bet he did before the show.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm not sure that what that had to do with me, but he, it, more like he was had a lot to drink. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well, you know, God bless the uh, the bar tab. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you want to play some more, I'm loving what you're doing and I'd okay. love to hear it.
0: So. Okay. Yeah.
2: I haven't played this in a while and it's also a cover song, um, but I don't think y'all have heard it before, so I'm going to play it. Um, and hopefully I remember it all. Um, It's a, this is a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, and I know people have very strong feelings about (laughs) Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) You either really love them or really hate them. Um, I just really like this song, and I remember when it came out thinking that, um, that it made me think differently about Anthony Kiedis' voice, um, was what I remember thinking. So anyway, and I think the lyrics are beautiful. Sorry, if you hate them.
1: that I it was like I was it's what I want to say is that rendition is was really neat and and unique, but there were those pieces in there that were like right on the money with what he was doing with his voice, you know, because you make it your own,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I could hear it like tied in right there, um which reminded mm-hmm. me, and I never thought about it uh I'm an old. Chili Peppers fan I'm old in general but I'm an older Chili Peppers fan huge fan of John Trishante and um, I liked it when they were a funk band you Mm -hmm. know and that was my that Mm -hmm. was my thing but to say that I they're music isn't appealing to me when they've decided they'd be who they are today would be a lie uh it's it's very good it's super next level it was nothing i would have ever expected them to uh, mold their sound out of and it still has that unique sound to it but um, my point being i felt that anthony used his voice as an instrument in that situation instead of your your uh, stereotypical way you might hear vocals being presented you know kind of the main beat of the song he was an instrument that kind of like um seeded its way through all of the harmonies and stuff it was a different vibe Mm -hmm. so yeah i can hear that and never even thought about it till the way you said that you know what i mean i've seen them open for people in austin i've seen them at the ritz on sixth street you know so yeah
2: i only knew them from you know you know, blood, blood, sugar, sex, magic yeah. was like the big album, yeah. and so I remember when that song, that song came out, I was just like, whoa! Like this is really different. You know, it just really, I liked, the, I love blood, sugar, sex, Mag- mm-hmm. magic. I like that album, but. Um, yeah, it it just really made me like think differently about his his
1: voice. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> Flea, they're all amazing musicians, but I you know I think that dude's got like a a permanent hole in his thumb.
2: Right,
0: he <laughs> you, must. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: insane. It's insane. Uh, so as far as timing on this, I think you mentioned there's no real set time frame to hear what you've been working on, Love, Death, and Mexico, other than as they come out. But like the the whole yeah, thing and
2: where. Um, um i'm still <laughs> there's been like a series of events with my produce my poor mm-hmm. producer mm-hmm. um he had a um, right before we finished the vocals he had like a death in his family and then after i left recording vocals he got a concussion
0: mm.
2: and um at the day i think he had me scheduled to uh, master uh he was stuck in an airport <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so um i'm gonna check in with him again but yeah i don't have a I don't have a date, but my wish um, is that it'll be the end of August, um, that that it'll be finished.
1: Nice, nice. I'm nice. hoping for that. A hot summer tour. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you guys don't know, at the time of this taping, we are essentially in the middle of South by Southwest from Austin. Um, are you partaking?
2: Um, not me- with music, no. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've had like my best South by I could ever have. And um, I also run a photo booth business, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to be photo boothing a lot during South By. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, I think that'll be fun.
1: And uh, as I mentioned, you are quite the, you know, there's plenty of Internet presence for folks who need to find you. Are you available for shows? Should they reach out? Yes.
2: um, I love doing, like, living room shows and Any place where I can be vulnerable and play my little sweet songs. (laughs) But, you know, I also do, I like playing lots of cover songs, too, you know. So, yeah, um, my website is just my name. It's MelissaEngelman.com. Yeah, I'm available.
1: Absolutely. And uh, your your photo booth, bookable as well, I'm assuming?
2: Yes, it's um, America TX.
1: Like uh, America.
2: Like America. <laughs> yeah, with a U. <laughs>
1: Freedom's a buck 05.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I meant to tell you, too, that I um, tried to, you know, listening to all those Hank Williams songs and like uh, Marty Robbins. My stepdad really liked Marty Robbins. Um, I tried to incorporate some of those, um, some of that uh, quality, especially <sighs> to um, in the quiet. Like, because Marty Robbins uh, vocals, like murder me <laughs> it,
1: it's, nothing but soul and just oh my bleeding gosh. emotion
2: yeah and i told my uh, producer i was like whatever this that is happening like that is the quality that i want <laughs> that lends
1: itself to the mexico aspect
2: yeah sure, yeah so. so i hope that it will come through
1: <laughs> so if you guys are just tuning in she's got her own site at melissa and there is a link tree site that everybody and their kids seem to do anymore and uh, it's got some great options for you on there as well and uh, if you need a good house party thrown I'm sure she's going to have fun and uh, i Thank you for joining us in Martindale. She's going to strap on the guitar for a uh, closing number for us. And uh, if you like what you see, I'm reachable. It's uh, all over. It's usually capsized at Gmail. But uh, wherever you need, you can find Discover Texas and uh, subscribe to the podcast on all of those places you would expect it to be. And if you're in a band or you are a performer and you'd like to be a part of this, reach out this that easy i would love to hear what you got going on but uh, i'll leave it to melissa to close us out thank you so much
2: thank you yeah you look good in that shirt by the way it's <laughs> it's a slamming shirt I'm saying, thank you. i want my friend to sell his art it's so good he doesn't sell anything mm. i don't think yeah.
1: i understand the challenge yeah yeah i'm I like, like do
2: it like, it's amazing ugh.
1: It, it's, it goes back to, as I said, as a musician, as well as an artist, you know, I don't have strings. I don't have paint. to Like, yeah, sell it. Like me, this is digital. I dump it and I don't need to go buy a new disc, you know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm super challenged with like accepting money in this, this gig. So I wonder if it's from that same artistic place that I have a challenge with because I yeah. understand that, you know, yeah. like you do it out of passion and it bleeds into who and why you did it for. And it's like a here, take that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know if you've seen Furly Art. He is all passion and he'll take your money. So I need to learn from Furly Art. He's a great San Marcos uh, artist. So but, I'll yeah. look him up. Thanks.
2: He'll take all our money.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I tell people when they try are paying me or tipping me or something. I'm like, I'll take your money in all the ways. <laughs> like <laughs> cash, square, Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this song is kind of inspired by, uh, you know, my, ta- my time in a uh, town near the border. Um, I tried to write sort of a um, cheating, like a country cheating song. I don't know how country it sounds, but...
0: I turned away From your hand mind had to say